Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Portishead podcast, the audio accompaniment to Enjoy Portishead magazine, created by Tracy Fowler and Tracy Fry, who between them have clocked up more than 40 years' experience working in local media and PR here in Portishead. My name's Ian Downs, I'm a local TV and radio presenter, and I'll be your guide here on the podcast through some of the fascinating content created right here in Portishead. Whilst mainstream local media is now beamed at you from regional hubs across the country, our aim is to bring you the best of Portishead from right here in BS20. Whether it's a chat with some of our talented locals, talking about upcoming local events, or a deep dive into some of our thriving local businesses, you'll find it all on the pages of Enjoy Portishead magazine and right here on the Enjoy Portishead podcast. On episode one, what better way to kick off than with an in-depth chat to both Tracys about their hopes and aspirations for this new venture. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Portishead. Yes, my vista currently to the left of me, the wonderful windmill and old, I'm going to say old Porter's Head, to my right, Battery Point, the famous lighthouse and in front of me, the wonderful high tide here from the Porter's Head Lido Cafe and uh, directly in front of me, the two Tracys. The purpose of my visit here, alphabetically, Fowler comes first, so that's why I'm going to start with you. Um, Tracy Fowler, we'll get on to what Enjoy Porter Said's all about. But first of all, let's get to know you a little bit. 21 years of age, stunner. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Thanks. Fair to say that you're a Porter Said girl through and through. I am. I grew up in a family run New Satan's on the cab stand in Porter Said, where Robert John now is. And uh, worked in the shop, and it was the hub of the community, really. There were lots of interesting people, came and went, and uh, it threw me into community life, really. What we're reading between the lines here is that essentially you're just nosy and you just like knowing the local gossip and what's going on in other people's lives. They don't call me a nosy neighbour for nothing, do they? Tell us how it develops from, you know, news agent's assistant in the family shop, which I'm sure lots of people remember, to journalist working for regional publications. Take us through that journey. Okay, so uh, when I was a teenager, there were lots of people that came in the shop that were very interesting characters. And we were usually the place the local reporters would turn up and ask if we knew what was going on and very often we did we heard the news as it happened and saw people come and go uh, that were involved in the news so that probably promoted my nosiness and um, and from there I started getting involved in community groups and asking the local reporters to promote those and the events that were going on locally and eventually one of them came to me and said uh, you make our life very difficult keep telling us what we should be reporting perhaps you'd like to do it yourself and so from then on they uh, they trained me and uh, I've worked on most of the local newspapers as a reporter at some time or other in my 21 years and um and also the, a lot of the magazines. I've edited um, most of the magazines in Porter's Head as well. So as long as it's Porter's Head, I'm interested. Further afield, not so interested. And family life as well. You have a, a thriving family and that's a massive part of your life as well. It is a massive part of my life. I've been married more than 40 years. We've got two lovely children. Uh, my mum is still part of the community who ran that family news agents and obviously I've got involved in all the things the children 
got involved in through their teens and younger years but as they got older they asked me to butt out and um, not get so involved in the things they were doing. How difficult was it over the years to juggle family life with working life because really as a journalist you're always at work aren't you because there's always something going on. Well I have to admit I've put my kids in the car in their pyjamas while we go and investigate the latest car crash up the road or big event that's happening in town I've also forgotten to put them to bed and at half past ten at night realised that that's the time and because I've been writing uh, an article, they've missed bedtime. But, you know, they survived. They're in their 20s now and I don't think they're any the worse for it. Certainly not. When you're a journalist, when you're a, a local font of all knowledge, people just sort of start telling you stuff, don't they? I mean, obviously people want their events promoted or, you know, they want to make a few quid with their car boot sale. But when it comes to the bigger stories, when it comes to the more emotive stories, that's when community really does come together. And that's why Portishead's so special, isn't it? It's why Portishead's so special. I wouldn't say it's because I'm, I'm a local reporter, because actually people tend to run away from reporters. Um, but when you've been in the community as long as I have, they do learn to trust you. And yes, it's very easy to start talking to people and eventually have to say, do you remember I'm a journalist? Perhaps you ought not to tell me that. So uh, sometimes you get told too much. Nothing if she's not honest. We'll talk about the evolution of local media and, and why we've ended up where we are in a bit. But tell me, the first time you met this lady next to you, where did you meet Tracy Fry for the first time? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, it, was, it was at the cab stand. It, it was, was at the cab stand. Uh, when I was at the in the news agents next door, Tracy was running a beauty salon next door. Above the above, um, what is still well, Station Ford, yeah, the garage, yeah, <laughs> way back in our early twenties. Turns out you both went to the same school. I'm a lot older than that lady sitting next to me. <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, so, how did this friendship develop then, um, Tracy? Tell us uh, your first sort of memories of Tracy Fowler. Well, as I said, we we originally met when we were working side by side on the cab stand and then we probably didn't see each other for for a while because in our 20s a lot of us left Portishead because we'd spent our childhood and teens in Portishead and decided that we wanted to stretch our legs a bit so no not you no not you no but a lot of us left Portishead in our 20s and um, went off exploring and then came back in our 30s when we had children and realised what a lovely place Portishead was actually to raise the family and and work so it wasn't until I came back to to Porter's Head that Tracy and I met up again and that was probably through the estate agency or was it earlier than that? I think you were working in the estate agent doing some marketing and I was reporting for the local paper and our paths crossed again then. So along the way, you know, I'd had various jobs in the media, uh, working, you know, with magazines and local newspapers. And when I came back to Portishead, I took a job as an estate agent and naturally got pushed into the groove of, oh, can you do some marketing for us, Tracy? Or can we do some PR? Or can you think of an event we can do to raise our profile? So I ended up doing all kinds of crazy things, including a balloon release over the over the channel in a gale (laughs) I was literally stood holding down a gazebo on my own while trying to blow up helium balloons (laughs) the official photographer for that wasn't I (laughs) as I tucked them into a net so that 350 balloons didn't take off prematurely (laughs) so Tracy and I did a lot of communicating then I would contact Tracy you know 
in her capacity with the local newspaper and um, so we got talking again and then one day I got a phone call from Tracy and she said I might be completely out of order here Trace and if you're happy just tell me to go away but I've wanted to work with you for years and I've got an opportunity do you want a coffee and I said you have just called me on the right day because I'm just about ready to walk out of this place. <laughs> it wasn't the estate agency at the time. I'd moved on by then. And so, yeah, so we had a coffee and then we ended up working together on a business magazine locally, didn't we? And as they say, the rest is history because we've now been working together doing PR and marketing for local businesses. And um, we kind of race through the calendar socially. The summer show, the spring show, the art festival, the Easter trail. <laughs> so essentially, if... It's media and it's Portishead. At some point, either of you have touched it. Yes, I would say that's true. <laughs> You're both Tracys. You're both Tracy Fs. And you both have the same middle initial as well. Is that right? That's right. We're both Tracy Dawn and we, yeah, we're both TDF. So people do find it difficult to have, especially sending emails. We quite often get each other's emails, don't we? So it was sort of all destined to end up in one place, wasn't it? These paths all seem to be aligned, sort of heading for, for one particular place. And, well, certainly from, from my point of view, I've seen what's happened to regional media. So, you know, every sort of area had its own local radio station back in the day, and it was a super serving for one particular community. Slowly but surely what's happened is those stations have been closed down, uh, the shows then become more regional, and really sort of as a result of that, what happens is that the, the sort of really truly local stuff gets kind of diluted which is where Enjoy Portis Head magazine comes in because really what we're trying to do is get away from those regional media hubs and drill down back into what Portis Head is all about. About right? Absolutely. Last year when I left local media because of that it was becoming diluted a lot of people would stop in the street stop in the supermarket and ask if I was thinking of doing my own magazine which I was not. And then uh, we were talking to a local business one day and I suggested they did an in-house magazine if they were struggling to get print media that they wanted. And uh, Tracy Fry was with me and just happened to say, well, you could do your own in-house business magazine or Tracy and I could do our own magazine. And that kind of was how it started and the ball started rolling. It hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> Talk us through where that idea came from and why it came about. Well, I think it's something that's that's always been on the table for Tracy and I, but it's very, very difficult to start this process. It's very, very expensive to, to print a magazine, and the biggest issue is distribution. It costs thousands of pounds to distribute a magazine door-to-door. So we were never in a position to do that. But as we've seen local media tail off and become reduced, and you know there is no longer a local magazine that gets delivered door-to-door, we kind of decided, well, you know, if, if, if the big boys expect the people of Portishead to go somewhere and pick up their magazine, then surely the local people would be happy to go to the high street and pick up our magazine. And as we have so many fingers in so many pies in Portishead, we have so many opportunities to make this magazine available to everybody. So once we nailed down the idea that we don't have to find the finance to do the distribution we can make this available in the high street in in cafes hairdressers health clinics dentists we pursued the idea and everybody we spoke to 
was for it and everybody was like yes definitely we want to be part of it we want to be in this magazine and we definitely want it on our counter and it's going to bring people you know into the high street it's going to bring people into their outlets their retail outlets their shops and so therefore you know we said well let's give it a go and um, I think 100% of people that we've spoken to have said I want to be part of it and so we're actually being a little bit quiet about it for the moment because we've already increased it by 12 pages from the original idea um, and people are only just finding out about it so I think it's going to be very exciting. We've all seen these types of magazines I perhaps won't mention the titles for fear of legal rebutment but what they are essentially is a magazine that's fairly generic with a couple of local inserts and maybe some local ads so why is Enjoy Portishead magazine going to be different? Well, first of all, because it's got local people at the helm that feel very passionate about the town and who are prepared to actually do the legwork to make it work. And we want it to be reader-led. So we want to ask the people what they want and hopefully we will be able to grow the magazine as the people in the town want it, really. What do you want to see? You're a local resident as well as you know being a part of all this. What is it you would like to see? I like writing about people, interviewing people and finding out their secrets and sharing them, only if they're willing, obviously. But uh, it's surprising the stories people have got. I'm absolutely amazed when you start talking to people and you find out that they've got all sorts of backgrounds that are very, very interesting, but they didn't realise they were interesting. And the same with businesses, really. Sometimes they've got some great stories to tell, but they just don't realise that people want to hear about it. So, yeah, as so we go back to the nosy neighbour, really, don't we? Knowing you as I have for a, for a little while, you're very good at enabling people to talk about their lives and what they do. And Porter said is full of characters, isn't it? I mean, you know, there, there's probably three or four characters that everybody knows that you can sort of refer back to in the past. But actually, as, a, as someone who's lived here all of your life, the expansion of Porter said is getting bigger. There is occasionally some resistance to that. But, you know, it interests me, your thoughts on, on that increasing population and what, and what it's done to the village slash town. Oh, did you just call it the village? <laughs> yes, some of us do still call the high street the village. Look, it's life, isn't it? All places are growing. We need more houses in this country. And so every town is experiencing growth. I think Portishead has managed to do a damn good job when it comes to growing and including everyone in the community. We feared when they started building Port Marine that it would be a split community, it would be an us and them and I don't think that has happened. Yes, there are some people that don't know the town's history but I think a lot of people move here because of the community spirit and so they owe it to the town to get involved in that community spirit if that's why they moved here. Even though it's expanded to beyond the realms of, uh, of original ideas of, uh, of population size, actually people want to be part of that community, people want to be involved and you know that potentially is why Enjoy Porter Said Magazine is going to be a success because actually you're in the know, is that right? Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it actually. Um, I, I agree with what Tracy said about a lot of people move here because they, they like the feel, the vibe of Porter's Head and the only way that that's going to survive is if the new people embrace it in, in the way that us old fellas do. <laughs> I think, you know, in terms of new and old occasionally you get a flinch if you're in the pub and someone's oh so where do you live then and I go I live on the marina and they go oh do you 
you know <laughs> it's that oh, that's not fair that's not fair <laughs> um but you know the, the people that embrace that and and actually you know the types of people that move to Portishead because you know to, to some degree it's a dormitory town for for Bristol and you know people that have moved here want to feel part of that community and I think with Portishead there is stuff going on that they can get involved with but do you know what Sometimes you don't know about it. I mean, there's a there's a wealth of stuff going on that needs promoting, isn't it? There certainly is. And now you're going to bring me on to visit Portishead, aren't you? So this magazine is going to do a lot of that. It's going to keep people in touch and hopefully it will grow and it will become more frequent and we will be able to keep our fingers on the pulse and share with people what's going on. Now, we are also involved in a website called Visit Portishead and that too has a huge what's on calendar and it's full of interesting information that will help people to get to know what's going on every day. So, Tracy, what are your hopes and aspirations for for the magazine and for the website? Well, obviously, I want the magazine to grow. I would love it if the community got behind it. I would like people to go and pick it up wherever they find it. If you do pick it up and you enjoy it, then please tell the businesses that you've done that because, obviously, you know, we need the businesses to be behind us as well to keep this going financially. And eventually, I would like it to be a monthly magazine. We would love to be in a position where we can have it delivered to your house. Uh, we are going to offer subscriptions, so if anybody you know has trouble getting out and about, they can just have it delivered to their door. And you can obviously read it online. But ideally, it would be nice for this to be dropped through people's letterboxes once a month. Fingers crossed. One of the things that Fowler and I talked about originally when we had our coffee a long time ago was passion projects. And whilst it sort of is a passion project in some ways for all of us actually you know the podcast is a bit of a passion project for me there's certain passion projects you think well that's going to go nowhere like me writing train numbers down that i mean that's never gonna but there's other passion projects you just go do you know what it might just actually work and i think we've all kind of got that feeling haven't we yeah we have and that is thanks to everyone's reaction when we've told them about it and in all fairness we decided to do this because the public were telling us there was a need and we could see the need and you know I think it's going to be fun I can't wait to get on this journey I think it's going to be fun producing it I think it's going to be fun writing it I think it's going to be fun reading it and I hope it will be fun engaging with the community when we discuss it and, and grow it. Tracy, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be able to find in Enjoy Portishead magazine. Okay, so basically we're going to be delving into everything Portishead. So we're going to be looking at where you can go to have a nice meal, where the best cocktails are being made, great dog walks, health and well-being. We'd like to be interviewing some interesting characters that live locally and exploring local businesses. Our tagline is, it's your town, your people, your business. This is your magazine. Tracy Fowler and Tracy Fry, co-founders of Enjoy Porter's Head magazine, talking to me there at the Lido Cafe. Well, that's it for episode number one of the Enjoy Porter's Head podcast. We hope there'll be many more and that you'll join us on this exciting journey. You can pick up the magazine in person from most of the shops in the high street and you can read more and subscribe at visitportishead.net. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.